It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. What's up? What's going on? Hey, thanks so much for joining me. My name is Shalene Johnson, and this is Build Your Tribe. Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. As promised, today is a follow-up to an episode I did previously about the 20 most annoying things that we do in social media stories that basically makes people unfollow us. So today, I'm coming back at you with 20 of the most requested, most popular things, the kind of things that people look for in our social media stories that gets us more follows, that gets the people who are following us to tell their friends about us. And you're gonna love this episode. You're also gonna be a little confused and I'm just gonna tell you why up front. Some of the things that I mentioned were most annoying in my previous episode, you will hear them listed as some of the favorite things that people like in stories too. But don't worry, I dug deeper to find out specifically why is it sometimes these things are annoying and other times it's what we like the most. And of course, before we go much further, I want to share with you how I was able to collect this information. And that was through a survey to 10,000 of my followers. That's important for you to consider for a couple of reasons. Number one, that means that the group that was polled is about 85% female. It also puts them in the age range of about 25 to 35. That's my strongest demographic. That's important to consider in that if I had polled a group of say 80% men in an age bracket of say 18 to 30, I might've got different responses. It's hard to say. But at least it's something. And I think if you ask most people, they would agree with a lot of these. So let's get right to it. Number one, anything funny. I mean, that was just the overwhelming response. We love funny. We like things that make us feel good. And that is especially true in stories. It's not always true in all social media platforms, but especially when we're looking at Instagram stories, Facebook stories, Snapchat stories, any kind of story, we like funny. That's just easy. Number two is food prep and cooking. And that's encouraging because not everyone loves to be on camera or you're not always camera ready. Nonetheless, you can provide content that's enticing, that gets people excited, that's valuable and build your following without ever having to go on camera. Well, at least not always having to go on camera. Food prep works in terms of stories now because most or a lot of the social media platforms have a hands-free option. Snapchat, of course, does not yet have a snap-free option. And from what I understand on good sources, I don't know that they will anytime soon in that their whole objective is to create a real and intimate experience that's different from any other social media platform. And I think the fact that you can do something hands-free really makes people feel like, oh, it's produced. There was somebody standing there holding the camera. Like there's something really intimate when you know someone is holding their own iPhone and snapping in real time. Nonetheless, you can do this for food prep and recipes, etc. either using a hands-free option in one of the social media platforms or by using a remote shutter. 
These remote shutters are Bluetooth compatible, so you simply sync up your Bluetooth on your phone with the Bluetooth device in the remote shutter. I mean, they're very small. You can buy them for under five or six bucks. You can get them at just about any electronic store and even online at sources like Amazon.com. And that would allow you to snap hands-free if you're on Snapchat. Another tool I highly recommend is a mount made by Archon Mounts, and I'm going to spell that A-R-K-O-N-M-O-U-N-T-S, Archon Mounts. I would recommend going to their website instead of buying it from Amazon because their website has so many cool options, but they have this really great tabletop iPhone mount. It's hard to explain, but it's got a strong, sturdy base and then a pole that goes up about three feet. And then if you can imagine, it makes a sharp right degree angle and then allows your camera to almost dangle over your food or your recipes. So it creates this really awesome angle. It's really easy to use. It's incredibly sturdy. It's well made. It's relatively inexpensive considering how well it's made and you could use it for other things as well. I mean, it will work as a mount for just about anything, but it's been specifically designed for those who cook using their iPhone, doing recipes, etc., for Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook. And it's a great investment. And actually, all of their products are really well made. Number three, a good story. And I think that goes without saying that what we're looking for in stories is a good story. Not everyone's great at storytelling, but a good story, oh, that's what makes for a great speaker. That's what makes for a captivating storyline in reality TV and movies. It's what we remember. Like good story is freaking everything. Like storytellers, as my friend Bo Eason says, they will dominate the next 10 years in business, not just in social media. But if you can learn to be a better storyteller, you don't have to learn to be a salesperson. You don't have to learn to be a leader. All of these things happen naturally as you learn to become a better storyteller. Number four, reoccurring characters. I thought that was great. So what is meant by reoccurring characters? And that's my phrase, not necessarily the phrase of those who responded to my survey. But basically what they said was, we like seeing the behind the scenes, the other people who are in your life. And those people who show up in your stories on a regular basis, we start to feel like they're our friends too. And we're looking forward to seeing them again. I know this is true for me. I, on Saturday mornings, will often work out with my friend, Dr. Michaela. And there were a couple of weeks there where I was on vacation or she had something going on with the kids and we didn't get to do that Saturday morning workout. And I started getting responses from people on Instagram and Snapchat like, where's Dr. Michaela? Like they were looking forward to that interaction. One of my new favorite people to follow on Snapchat is Sweeney Rick. I'll spell it for you. S-W-E-E-N-E-Y. Rick, R-I-C-K, Sweeney Rick on Snapchat. And that's a fellow by the name of Patrick Sweeney. His Snapchat is freaking hysterical. He's a army ranger and his reoccurring characters are, of course, his wife, who's a registered dietitian. You probably are familiar with her if you listen to any of my episodes on The Shalene Show or if you are a member of one of my diet programs, she's our lead registered dietitian. Anyways, who knew that her husband was a closet comedian? The guy's freaking hysterical, but you got to have a sense of humor if you're going to follow along. And some of my favorite reoccurring characters on his Snapchat are, of course, his wife, Ashley, but his daughter, Bella. It's like they've rehearsed it. It's so flawless and so perfect. And it's such a, you know, stark contradiction to who he is. This like big, tough, 
you know, manly man, a ranger, and then this tiny little Tinkerbell blonde-haired Bella. It's adorable. Another person I follow is Bethany Frankel, and a reoccurring character on her Snapchat is her driver. You start to feel like you're in the car with her and you're getting to know her driver and he's really funny and she's always trying to shock him, I think. And anyways, that's something people like to see. It's going beyond behind the scenes and it's kind of like giving them a sneak peek into the people who are in your life who tell others a lot about who we are. Respondents indicated that their fifth favorite type of content was anything that was motivational or inspirational. Number six is when there's kind of a theme or a storyline that the person who's creating the story can kind of tie it all back together, not necessarily in the same story, but maybe over the course of a couple of days or a couple of weeks, like people really enjoy following a story and not just for the series of snaps or series of posts that that person does that day, but like over time following a saga or storyline. Again, one of those really popular Snapchatters that everyone suggests you follow when you first get on the platform, but they were so incredibly annoying that you wanted to unfollow, but you also couldn't not follow because you wanted to see if they were going to be just as annoying the next day. (laughs) I don't think she was trying to do this. She just, it was working, obviously. I don't know if she's still on Snapchat, but That was just kind of a reoccurring theme that there was always this drama, which seemed so trivial and dumb, but she was so seriously upset about it that you thought, well, this can't be real. This person cannot be this upset about this. And you'd have to tune in the next day to see what she was upset about the next day. And every day I'm like, okay, I don't have time to do this. Why am I watching this? But I'm sucked in like a train wreck. I can't look away when I'm watching it. I can't believe I'm watching it, but it works <laughs> for whatever reason. Drama is just like, they're like a magnet for it. A great example of that was on Periscope when Periscope was really, really at the height of its popularity. One of the very first users Her name is Brie Olson, and she also happens to be a former porn star. I don't think she's doing it anymore, but at the time, she became one of the most popular periscopers. Like, she had millions of people following her on Periscope. So, you know, when you looked at who the most popular or recommended accounts were, there was this person named Brie Olson. So, of course, I followed. I'm like, well, this person must be very entertaining if they have millions and millions of followers. So let me tell you, woo, wow, wowzer. Like I was shocked every single time I watched her Periscope that someone hadn't scooped this girl up and turned her into a one woman reality TV show. I have never been so intrigued and bewildered and addicted to watching things unflick every single day. You were like, is this really happening? Is this for real? Like just crazy stuff. I mean, I would talk to my friends. I'm like, okay, it's a problem. I'm not going to watch her periscopes ever again. I'm done. Oh, and mind you, she would periscope all day. It was like an all day feed, all night feed random life stuff like cooking, talking to her friends, having arguments. Like it didn't have anything to do with porn. Although sometimes she would talk about what it was like in the industry, but she was just oh so real and so raw and so always in the middle of some kind of 
scandal or drama. It was just a train wreck, but it was fascinating and it was real. It was so authentic and you really felt like you knew her and you really liked her. I mean, you wanted to root for her. She looks like the girl next door and she could be sweet and soft and vulnerable and you just want to help her. You'd want to help straighten her out and give her some advice and you know, and in fact, I reached out to her one time and just did that. I'm like, listen, you've got this huge following. You should do something with it other than selling old, you know, centerfolds. Like, girl, you're, you're really a phenomenal storyteller and there's so much more you could do to help other women. And you're so talented and captivating. And, you know, I just felt like she, maybe she needs some guidance. Maybe she just needs somebody who can tell her there's another way. Anyways, that didn't go so well. Eventually, I think she went to rehab. And if I'm not mistaken, she actually did a GoFundMe on Periscope and had her Periscope community help to pay for her rehab. I don't know where she is today. I don't know if she's still on Periscope. But that is an example of someone who could carry a saga, a story. And those are two really extreme examples, both people who I don't follow anymore. Nonetheless, there are lots of people I do follow and I check back to see their story every day because I want to see what has developed. Maybe this is the first time you are dealing with being an empty nester and and it's a struggle for you. This is what people are telling us. They want to be a part when we're watching stories. We want to feel like we're actually living a story. It's different from other social media platforms where, you know, you're looking for visual inspiration. People want storytelling on stories. And so what's going on in your real life, the same thing where you're, you'll call your friend and you'll update them on your medical condition or how you're dealing with your divorce or the challenges you're going through with your child. Now, if it's something that's completely private, I understand. But if these are things that you believe would help other people, don't think of it as just something you have to tell in one snippet or in one day, but take us on that journey because people love that. The number seven most popular type of story are those stories that feature family interactions, especially the funny stuff. We just love getting to know your family. And part of the reason why people say they enjoy this so much is because it makes you relatable. We all have that person in our family who doesn't understand our obsession with social media and doesn't want to be on our snaps. That's funny. Your followers relate to the fact that you have a two-year-old going through temper tantrums. When they see the way you interact with your husband or your wife, there's a piece of that that they see in themselves. And so they can relate to you. And when we relate to people, we like you. And when we like you, then we start to trust you. And when we trust you, well, that's when we do business with you. So see how it all comes together. Number eight most popular type of stories are those where you provide organization. Number nine, ass-kicking pep talks. I think I would also put that in the category of motivation, but it's kind of like one-upping that. It's like someone who can do this really well you will feel like they've grabbed you by the shoulders and they have yanked you up into a standing position and you just feel motivated and inspired as if they are talking solely to you. You know, that's the right way to do it. And respondents told us they love this. Not like every single day, but they there are certain people that they follow specifically for one of those weekly, sometimes daily pep talks. Number 10, 
those who do gadget gizmos, reviews, and recommendations. One of my favorites for this is Sean Cannell. It's S-E-A-N-C-A-N-N-E-L-L. And he does lots of recommendations, microphones, cameras, green smoothies, you name it. He's always telling you where he got it, what he likes about it, and telling you whether he recommends it or not. So great person to follow. And apparently people really enjoy those. You're saving people time and money by sharing the products, the things that you buy, the gadgets, the gizmos, and why you would or wouldn't buy them. Number 11 favorite type of story are those stories where you tell us about what it is you do, why you do it, and how you do it. We're curious. That's why people follow you on stories. Remember that when it comes to social media, again, it doesn't matter whether it's Instagram, Snapchat, or Facebook. People are intentionally watching a story because they want to go deeper. So when you take the time to realize that you've got some new people there who maybe don't know what you do and don't know why you do it, that you're honoring the fact that they are self-selected. And that's what I like about stories. So if you're following my Shalene Johnson Instagram page, you know, you might have just seen one interesting fitness post one day and you decided to follow it because you thought you might get more interesting fitness tips. But if you are following my stories, what you've done is you've said, I'm selecting myself and I'm choosing to go deeper. I want to know more. And those are the people who want to know why you do what you do. The number 12 most popular type of story are those where you're sharing outfit ideas and ideas regarding decor, like how to decorate, how to organize, how to put your outfits together with your accessories. And again, I have to preface this by saying my respondents were at least 80% female. So there might be a whole new category if your viewers or your target audience are men. That's not to say, however, that you would get a different response if you are a man using stories. It's less relevant who's creating the story and more important for you to take a look at who are you trying to attract? Who is it that's making the purchase? Who is it that you're trying to build that rapport, that relationship with? And what are they interested in seeing more of? The number 13 most popular type of story are those where you're giving productivity hacks like lifestyle tips, things that make life a little bit easier. Number 14, this is interesting, workout ideas or diet tips. And that's interesting because workout clips were one of the things that people said they found most annoying. And here it is on the list of things that people most enjoy. Also on the list of most annoying types of stories was number 15, adorable pets, which was the 15th most popular type of story. So how is it that workout ideas, pets, and get this number 16, which is adorable kids, too many kid stories was also on the most annoying list. So here are three things that are both on the most annoying and the most preferred types of stories. They are workout ideas, adorable pets, and adorable kids. Okay, so what are we supposed to do with that information? Are we supposed to post these things or not? Are they annoying or are they the things that people want to see? The answer is in one word, moderation, number one. And number two, self-awareness. If all you're posting is workout tips and you're doing it every day, Yeah, people are probably going to get sick of that. If you have an adorable pet, but you're posting it 
all the time and not posting much about yourself, well, that's too much. If you have completely adorable kids and you're posting them every day, where's the moderation? Or maybe your kids are really adorable to you and their grandma, but like to the rest of the world, they're like, yeah, they're not that cute. So it's self-awareness and moderation. Two concepts that, frankly, not everybody fully understands. Let's talk about number 17, authenticity. Authenticity was huge. I heard it over and over and over again. People said it in so many different ways. Like, I like people who are real. They don't try to make their lives sound rosy and perfect. They don't just snap when they have their makeup looking perfect and their house is clean. People said over and over and over again, We like those people who are real, who have dishes in the sink, who have good days and bad days, who aren't afraid to show us who they really are. They're not like putting on an act. They're not only snapping on the days when everything's going perfectly. They, you know, they don't put on that social media personality that I really kind of, it drives me crazy where they use this like special voice and talk in this weird way where it's like, that is not how you talk to your friends. That is not how you would tell me a story if I'm your best friend. So why are you talking like that? Like, why? Just be real. Be authentic. And time and time again, that's what respondents said. They said, you just can't fake authenticity. Number 18. This one was kind of surprising to me. I was actually happy to see it. But I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Beautiful vacations and beautiful settings. I wasn't expecting that one because... I don't know why, but now that I think about it, when I do watch people's stories and they're on vacation, I do enjoy that because you kind of feel like you're going on vacation with them. I didn't expect that so many people are seeing that on other people's stories that it would actually make the list and it did. So it's not just vacations, it's just beautiful settings like beautiful sunsets and the beach and beautiful outdoor locations. And so it's still storytelling, but storytelling in a new backdrop. And I think that's what it is. It's not just sitting in the same position in the same spot in your house and always using or posting your stories in that location. But you're moving and talking and we can see that you're walking and talking and you're in new locations and it's really beautiful or you've taken us on vacation with you and people really enjoy that. Number 19 is anything educational where we're learning about social media or learning about how to podcast or learning about how to cook or learning about macronutrients or, you know, whatever it is that's really interesting to you. There's people who know you well enough to know that you've got this information and they want to go deeper. Remember, someone who's watching your stories is what I call self-selected. That means they want to know more. They want to pick your brain They're telling you they want to go deeper. That's why they're following you. So go ahead and take them there. Number 20, controversy. And I think this one could also fall into that following a saga. But the fact of the matter is people love a little controversy. And we expect that in your story. We expect that you're going to be able to say something in your story that you might not do in a Facebook live video that will live on and on and on. One of the advantages of story is that people usually are telling stories in real time, unfiltered. They're a little more controversial. I know I'm that way. Like I tend to say things in my stories that I don't know, (laughs) to be honest, I don't know if I would say it exactly that way on Facebook, partly because I realize on Facebook, I'm just going to get attacked if I don't like perfectly choose every word or if I'm not like careful about being really politically correct and 
you know, I, I tend to look a little more polished on my Facebook Live videos, etc. On Snapchat or on Instagram stories, you're just going to get what you get. You're going to get what you get and you won't throw a fit. As I say, people expect that. People want that. People want to see raw. They want to see the stuff that's like, oh, wow, gasp. That was shocking. That's what makes stories captivating. But that takes a lot of courage. It takes confidence. And it also takes knowing that you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And that if you're going to just put it out there to the world, you've got to be ready for people who want no part of it and are going to come back at you or have something negative to say. You just have to own who you are. And if you're comfortable with that, I think that's how you stand out. I think the people who are trying to be perfect, trying to have this perfect brand, this, you know, just everything is just right. And as is expected for somebody in this industry and in this position, and you're just trying so hard to conform, good luck standing out. I mean, the definition of controversial is to give rise to public disagreement, which means you have to be okay with the fact that the general public might not agree with your beliefs or sentiment, but are you confident enough? Are you bold enough? Are you convicted in your opinions and beliefs that you're okay with putting them out there? Because if you are, you will stand out. But you also have to be ready for the backlash. You have to be okay with the fact that not everybody's going to like you, but there are going to be some people who find you and they're like, dang, yes, that is exactly how I feel. I belong in this tribe. I'm a lifer to this person because we share the same beliefs. I think the way you think. I have the same type of comedy or sense of humor that this person does or beliefs, whatever it is. It's how we connect with people. And that's what stories are all about. Stories are the fast track to connecting with people. And when we connect with people, they start to like us and trust us. And that's how we build the kind of relationships that help us build a business without having to sell to help us to build a community of people who we serve, people who are like us, people who we want to take care of. I hope that you found this episode interesting and inspiring. I hope it gives you some great ideas for your own stories. And I invite you to check mine out. On Instagram, I'm Shaleen Johnson. On Snapchat is where you're going to get the real deal, sometimes controversial. I am Shaleen Official. And I haven't started using Facebook stories that much yet, but I've got quite a few friends who are, and I'm following along. I'll let you know if and when I think that's um, something I'll jump into at the moment. I'm just keeping an eye on it. You know, you can't be all places or all things to all people. So that's where I'm at the moment. But I look forward to hearing from you in the socials. Let me know what you thought about this episode. I always appreciate hearing back from you after you've listened to an episode. And as always, as you know, it is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. But today, I'm not completely done. I want to leave you with this awesome message from one of my listeners of Build Your Tribe. By the way, you can leave me a message too and let me know what you think about the podcast or any one particular episode. To do that, you just go to my website, shaleenjohnson.com forward slash speak pipe, S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E. And uh, leave me a message. Let me know what you thought or hit me up in the socials. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. 
Hi, Shaleen. My name is Samantha Lee Wright, and I don't have a question for you. I just wanted to leave you a thank you message because you deserve it. You deserve a million thank you messages because you have changed my life. You have changed so many lives, I'm sure. I've been listening to Build Your Tribe for about a year now, and I think without the show, I don't think I'd be where I am today. I've just learned so much from your show. You gave me exactly the tools and the practical advice that I needed to start building my online business. And I think without your help, I would not have any of this done. I wouldn't have known where to start. I wouldn't have known how to strategize, how to monetize. And I definitely would not have had the confidence or the courage to do what I'm doing today. So I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You are changing lives and you are simply amazing. The world is definitely a better place because of Shalene Johnson. Thank you. Interested in being in one of those test groups for my upcoming metabolism program? Awesome. To get on the wait list, go to dietbetatest.com. Again, that's dietbetatest.com. Enter your name, your email address, and you'll be first to know when we open up our next test group. Test groups are specifically for those who have identified themselves as weight loss resistant, struggling with your ability to lose weight. This is not an exercise program. Rather, test participants should have a minimum of 10 pounds to lose and have struggled for six months or more with weight loss resistance. To learn more or to be notified when we're conducting our next beta test, please go to dietbetatest.com. Again, that's dietbetatest.com.